Welcome to episode 65 of Take Him With You for April 25th, 2010. On today's show, we talk about iTunes, Redbox, film festivals, and more. Plus, on this episode, Amy shares the audiobooks she listens to. We discuss my upcoming speaking engagement in Ocean Shores, Washington. And then on to our big topic in the series, What Turns Your Crank? Secrets to Better Communication. Today's subject is all about the love language, quality time. It's called, Are We There Yet? Stick around. You're going to enjoy today's show. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commence. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. Let's find out what's going on at our house on Take Him With You. Good job. I remember um, it was October, my birthday, three years ago, four years ago now, and uh, and my friends and family, you guys surprised me with an iPod. Yeah, we did. A bunch of the kids from our youth church, and um, the kids and I all went in together and got you one, and we had um, we had the back engraved. Yeah, that was cool, yeah. and, and well... Yeah, that was cool. Anyway, I was going to say, I remember um, I had a computer at the time that was so slow that it wouldn't run iTunes. Yeah, that happens really fast. You can get a computer and within two years it's a dinosaur. Well, yeah, with technology coming out like it is. But anyway, I was going to say, after that though, I came to love and appreciate, I, I don't know if this sounds weird, but I really liked the iTunes program. And now you do too. Yeah, I I listen to I use it every day now. Um, I listen to my daily audio Bible on it while I'm working, or or I put it on my iPod too and listen to it while I'm cleaning and running around. It's such a neat program because it organizes a bunch of stuff for you. And uh, the only bad part about the program is that when it crashes, it crashes hard. I don't have I ever had mine crash. No, because you don't use it like I do. Yeah. I take mine and I, I have everything backed up and stuff. So just in case I lost, you know, I've got like, what, 4,000 some songs on it and all that jazz and all these podcasts that I listen to. And you you download podcasts now as well and listen right on your computer. You don't yeah. even put them on your iPod half the time. Yeah, most of the time I do put some things on my iPod. Um, my my husband, our show is on there and um, take him with you. 
and the daily audio Bible's on there. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of times that while I'm doing my data entry job, I just put my CD in my um, that I listen computer. To computer, and then I play it off of iTunes. Oh, you use it as a CD player? Yeah, I use iTunes as my CD sure, player. That works. Yeah, because that's I just use it and. It remembers where I was, and so if I have to stop, I can go away and then come well, back. Well, what I love about um, iTunes is not only can you put your own CDs onto a music library and listen to them and do playlists and so on and stuff, but, um, of course, people listening to the podcast right now, if they're listening over their computer, if they're just streaming it, mm-hmm. they might not know that you can download thousands of podcasts and free content when you're on iTunes, mm-hmm. you basically get an account with iTunes and then you click on podcasts and there's tons and tons of great programs out there like uh, ours mm-hmm. and others that you can download for free. And it automatically, if you subscribe to the podcast, it's, you just go over to podcasts and you you um, um, you search for whatever podcast you want on, on the iTunes store. And then when you find it, it's free. You just click subscribe and it takes you to this page, and, and you say, yeah, I want to subscribe. And then automatically, every time somebody updates their podcast, your iTunes, when you turn it on, will download that new program and put it on your iPod, or you can just listen right on your computer. I think you were shocked when I, I got on the iTunes store and found a bunch of free podcasts. I remember I was getting Agatha Christie's. I don't um, know if I was shocked. But, mysteries uh, that were downloading. And I, yeah. I just like, well, I love listening to audiobooks and stuff. So when I, I was looking around for things I could do when I was gardening or cleaning house. and iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. It's great. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And it's free, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, we just encourage everybody. If you're listening to our program streaming over the web, like from Facebook, or if you just hit Twitter and it's just downloading the file and you're listening, we really encourage you to... Um, Go to iTunes and uh, check for Take Him With You. It'll give you a whole page of all of our podcasts from the very beginning, all 65 of them, plus all the midweek boosters, plus any specials that we put out or anything like that. They're all in a thing called The Feed. Do you, do you know something that I was totally shocked by? Okay. Um, electricity. No. But one of our friends downloaded all of our podcasts on her sister's iPod. Yeah. And I'm friends with both of them, the yeah. sisters, both the sisters on Facebook. And um, the, the new listener mm-hmm. said she listened to all of our podcasts last weekend. I'm going, how is that possible? <laughs> There's like over 65 hours worth. Well, maybe she just that. listened to a bunch of them. I don't know. But uh, I'm going, well, how I'm glad you listen to Did she all enjoy them? them? Yeah, I think so. She kept listening. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> if she hated them, I would have thought she would have stopped it. Yeah, she probably would have pushed stop and erased <laughs> yeah. them. But, uh, yeah, well, that's cool. so I guess she liked them. Good. Well, congratulations. If you haven't listened to some of our older podcasts, Amy's not on the podcast that much in the first year. Sometimes. You come on once in a while, but uh, you were um, busy doing some other stuff, and now you're still busy doing other stuff, yeah. but we had so many people um, call call in <laughs> back in my radio days. E- email in. Email in and on forums and different things and on Facebook say that we really want Amy to be on the podcast. So now you are on a regular basis. You're on every week. Yeah. So we're even going to make new promos and send them out to all our friends who have podcasts with your voice on them. Oh. Aren't you excited? I'm not sure, but maybe, yeah. Maybe you can play the didgeridoo for everybody. No. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> okay. 
Um, great. Hey, I've noticed something really fun. I'm really enjoying this new thing they have out. It's not that new to, in some places, but it is for our area. Uh, we got these things called red boxes. Yeah, they're really neat. Kind of geeky, kind of fun. They're like a big video game. They, they've been around in other communities for probably a year or two, but they're not in here. They're not new, in Grace Harbor. They're new to our community. We're kind of out in the sticks a bit. Well, heck, running water is new to us, isn't it? No, we I'm just joking. Water, but yeah. Anyway, um, these these red boxes are basically a big vending machine. Looks like a video game, where you can rent a DVD for one dollar for one night. Yeah, it's been pretty. It's been pretty nice. If we can find something we want to watch, well, but it's so then, much more inexpensive oh, than yeah. than renting at Blockbuster or somewhere like that, where they charge yeah. you five dollars a DVD or for a Blu-ray, and and then. Gee whiz, you know, you get it for a few days, but who? I don't watch movies over and over and over. Yeah. Except Star Trek. Well, yeah. I but, do that. Um, but yeah, the other day, Catherine had some friends over, and we ran over there and got Band Slam, which is, that was a pretty cute movie. Yeah. Yeah, I actually <laughs> liked it. I was surprised. I didn't want to watch it at first, but. Oh, come on. It's about musicians. Band Slam. Having a, a band competition. You loved it. It was good. It was good. It's it was kind a of very a fun movie. teenage movie, but it's pretty clean. I liked it. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. So anyway, Redbox is really fun. I think I like it mostly because you get to, to, to use a touch screen and it spits the movie out the side and then you have to put it back in and it sucks it back in. And what's really cool, as I know, when my wife is renting a Redbox movie because I signed up for the email part of it. Uh-huh. So as soon as you rent a movie, it sends me an email. I know. You were like in Bainbridge Island at your folks. And so Catherine and I thought, hey, the guys are gone. Let's go rent a couple chick flicks. So I knew exactly what they rented it and what time <laughs> they took them back. Yeah. I'm going, we So when I told Amy, I said, anything. so did you enjoy whatever, whatever? And she went, what? How did you know? Well, it's because I have yeah. email and it emails me. It's just kind of cool. Yeah, well, it's, it's convenient because, well, where we live, we're kind of in the country, but there is a 7-Eleven out here. That's that's it. On the highway, there's a 7-Eleven, and we're like a mile and a half from the highway. Mm-hmm. So um, now, that, now we have a red box, and before we had to drive 10 minutes to go anywhere. Yeah. Other than 7-Eleven. Right. Yeah, we have a 7-Eleven, but that's Yeah, it. so we have our Slurpees and Donuts. Yeah, those aren't good for us. Well, Slurpees are good for you. No, they aren't. Sure they are. Ice, water, and flavoring. Mm. Chemicals, food coloring. Yeah, drink your tea. I, uh, I have a cup of tea <laughs> I'm drinking right now. Yes, I have a nice. We both have these really big Starbucks, cu- Starbucks cups, which is funny because we neither of us drink coffee. <laughs> but we like tea. Yeah, tea's good. It's mm-hmm. very good. Okay, so you spent uh, quite a few hours the other day going down to a, uh, a special occasion. Can you tell us about it? Oh, yes. This was this was a highlight for me for the year. Um, I took my daughter and one of her friends, and we drove down to George Fox University. And um, my son That's actually, in Oregon, by That's the way. in Oregon, just about 20 minutes south of Portland, in mm-hmm. between Portland and Salem. And um, it's just a beautiful little town. And Nathan actually hung out with us. That's our son. Nathan's our oldest son. He's 20. He hung out with Catherine and I and her friend, and we um, walked around the campus. He showed us where he's going to be living in the summer with his wife, and he showed us where he'll be um, in the fall. Um, and just, and what's he going to school for? Because nobody to, understands this that they've never listened to it. Okay, before. he's going to school for cinematography and media degree. Mm-hmm. 
And so they were having a film festival and he had two of his films be selected to be shown at the um, film festival. You keep getting quieter and quieter. I'm quieter, okay. Um, no, be louder. So, louder. And one of his films got to be shown at the theater downtown, at the real theater with a big screen. Cool. Um, it's called The Cameo. And um, it's a really old classic um, theater. It's really neat. And um, got to meet a bunch of his friends and hang out with them. They were nice young men. So what happened when they played his film? Well, the funny thing is, is most of the other films were quite serious and dealt with very serious topics. Mm-hmm. And his was more of a comedy, a little bit like The Office. But um, anyway, um he definitely had the most um, laughs for his film. It was called The Campbell House. You can check it out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Nathan Moyer. And then the next night, I wasn't able to stay over because I had work, but um, I I went for the first night, and then the next night they showed another one of his films called Solid Steel. And it was kind of a spoof. To me, it was like a spoof on... Um, Mission Impossible, but kind of along that lines, kind of a spy film. Well, the 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 assignment in the class was to be to film a adventure type of movie without using any dialogue that the people say out of their mouth on it screen. It had to be overdubbed. Everything was overdubbed, so mm-hmm. that was the challenge. And they did a great job. It's called Solid Steel, and it's yeah. on his YouTube channel as well. It's YouTube.com slash Nathan Moyer. You know, my favorite part about that weekend is no. the next day when I called him to look for my glasses, which I later found in my purse. But anyway, I um, called him and he said, by the way, thanks for coming down. It meant a lot. Well, that's good. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to remember that forever. Anyone who has teenagers, you'll understand. Yeah. Well, I guess he's not a teenager anymore. Nope. He's 20. I have a 20-year-old. You know what that makes you? <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Really young. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, you started having babies when you were 12. We got married when we were 11, right? <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> I didn't even have a baby when I was 20. Anyway, but we won't go there. Well, we'll yeah. be married here for 24 years coming up next month. Yeah. Oh, no, two months from now. Yeah. We were married for a few years before we started having babies. Yes, it's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, and by the way, speaking of YouTube, I now do a daily video blog. Yes, you do. Yeah. And you need to get one of those lights outside this room so that I don't walk in with the camera on. What do you mean? You know how they have those little lights that turn on if you're recording? We need one of those. Yes, I do. By the way, I just pushed record on our video blog for today. Oh, okay. Then I, I want to make sure that the people can see my face. Because sometimes you can't see my face. There's Aim. Wave at everybody, dear. Anyway, I've been doing this daily video blog for the last, what, 25 days, 20 days? Has it been that long? Something like that. Huh. Anyway, we're and, and attempting just to um, just kind of chronologically follow our lives, or my life at least. And uh, I got this cool new thing. Um, which is really geeky. It's a high definition video recorder. If I don't know if you can see that, I'm putting it on YouTube, so you'll have to go check this out. And this is really cool. You ready? It's got a little screen, 
and I got it for less than $50. No kidding. And uh, see, and that's really cool. And anyway, you can do high definition video on it. And I don't have the card in it. I guess I push ship so, with the card in it. So that way you can do your video blog without just sitting in front of your computer. Like the other day you did it down at the waterfront in right. downtown Aberdeen. Right. I showed uh, the um, where a couple the Chehalis River it, Bridge was and all that jazz. And yeah. yeah, it was really cool. But it's really cool when you get done with your with your videoing, you bring it home and you push this button and out comes the USB adapter. Is that cool or what? And then you just plug it right into your computer, download the video, and right onto YouTube. It's a really, really cool thing. It kind of looks a little bit like a classic iPod, doesn't it? It does. It looks like a like a, a video red. iPod, yes. So anyway, it's the um, it's the DXG 567V HD. And it came with a whole kit full of uh, rechargeable batteries. Because the one thing I don't like about it is it sucks the batteries really fast. But they included four batteries and a charger for it mm -hmm. so um that they answered that right there but it's hd quality and it really looks good and i'm totally impressed with it and for under 50 bucks i got a tripod the memory card the actual unit itself and um you know who can go wrong with that you know well and even the battery charger and so you can even see i was doing it there That was really fun. I met some friends at the park the other day, and we were laughing. So we, I got on a swing, and, and I'll actually play that for one of my video blogs coming up. Yeah. So anyway, I got a new techie thing, and I I have to admit, I didn't ask my wife. I just got it because it came through my email. It was a special. It was I, under $50. I was kind of holding my breath. He didn't tell me about it until after it came in the mail. Yeah. So how many days was that? That doesn't usually happen, does it? Um, n not usually. Usually, well, sometimes. <laughs> she was on the, on a trip, and she's coming back from the the film festival. And I said to her, "By the way, I got this really cool HD video camera," and it just got quiet. Yeah, yeah, because I was picturing hundreds of dollars, and and I'm going, if not thousands, we we really can't do that right now. What were you thinking? But I don't want to get in a fight, so I'm just kind of quiet. <laughs> yep, that's very very true. And then voila, I said, and it was under fifty dollars. And then I heard this. <sighs> and then I told her because now I can do my video blog out and about and uh, we can catch real quick um, it, it does a whole 30 minutes worth of video on the high high setting so it's pretty cool and I like it and now I haven't got another gadget <laughs> and it's Mother's Day coming up maybe I should get you one That's a blue okay. one or something you know no Okay, well, we yeah. better get done with our thing. Um, one last thing. Oh, oh um, I'll tell you all about it next weekend. But uh, uh, today, well, not today, but uh, I'll be preaching at Ocean Shores Faith Community Church coming up. And so hopefully we'll record that message and get that out for people to hear as well. So it'll it's be a, a lot of it's fun. It's a really nice church. So I don't cool. know if you'll hear this before. But if for yeah, they will on the video blog. But oh, um, on the video blog, if sure. you, if you are around Ocean Shores, which is the west coast of Washington, southwest Washington, yeah, um, you are free to come. What time is the services? Like, I don't have that information up right like, now, but I will let everybody know. But you could look look on Google for Faith Community Church Ocean Shores. Yeah, I think we're doing three services. Yeah, so there should be a lot of fun. There's um, two morning services that are a little bit more traditionally Baptist. If you're preaching. And then there's an evening what? service. Well, you're not very traditional. Thanks. I mean, 
you're yourself. Okay. okay well, anyway, and, and then, then there's, there's another an one. Evening one, I think that has a bit more contemporary worship. I'm gathering. It's anyway. It's in a um, kind of coffee house. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Very cool. Okay, so that's what's going on around the Moyers' house. Uh, we'll have way more for you next week and all that jazz. And I guess it's time. Oh, I got some great comments from somebody uh, that we'll be sharing right after this. So stay and stick around. Stay and stick. Well, I was going to say stay tuned, but it's not the radio, and I'm so used to doing radio. So stick around. Coming up on this podcast, some more cool stuff. Okay. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnock. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com. You're going to have to catch up on that one, Eam. I know. It's I now um, all the way up to uh, episode number... Or chapter number six. Mm, the ones I've listened to. Or seven. I've, seven. The, the ones I've listened to I've really thought were interesting, though. Yeah, you'll like it. As the story goes, it gets really cool. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have pretty soon, um, I'm going to be working on um, a couple more episodes of that, getting that all produced. And then, of course, we've got the specials from, uh, then, of course, we have the specials from Meds and uh, Jen. Uh, a couple of different cool stories that you'll be hearing about coming up soon. Very fun, very fun. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to check that out. But guess what? What? When we did our our program about Easter and our experience at the um, Episcopalian Church uh-huh. with communion and stuff, yeah, uh, we got a really nice comment from one of our listeners named Sue from New York. Cool. And Sue is just she's just such an encouragement to us, and she sent us that cool Easter card. Remember? Yes. Yeah, it was very cute. fun. Well, anyway, she is uh, the daughter of a pastor that pastors a Baptist church over in New York. And uh, she shares with us some comments on what she thought about communion and our experience. So uh, let's take a listen to that, and we'll be right back. Okay. Hi, Rick and Amy. This is Sue. Uh, As you know, I'm constantly catching up on podcasts, and I just recently caught up on Take Him With You. And I wanted to send in a quick audio comment after listening to your experience with communion at the Episcopal Church on Easter, because just a few years ago, I had a really similar experience at communion. Uh, On vacation, I went to a Methodist church, and Uh, communion was done the same way. The congregation row by row got up and walked to the front of the church where they knelt down and passed, you know, the, the bread or the matzah along the line and then passed the cup along the line where everyone, you know, took communion one by one, kneeling down in front of the altar. And, um, the priest, I think they're priests 
in Methodist churches came by and as you took communion blessed you and it just seemed very theatrical to me seemed very uh seemed very showy and it wasn't the the germs that made me uncomfortable but but it was the publicness of the communion act because you know I've always felt that communion um is a very personal thing it's a time to uh reflect and be thankful for for what's well, for what Jesus has done for you, for what Jesus did on the cross for all of us, for giving us that salvation, that, you know, that blessed assurance, if you will, as I've been singing that hymn in my head for a few weeks now. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't at all the germs, you know, I figured in order to, to do that, there had to be some sort of sanitary measure going on. But it was just the fact that you had an entire congregation of people watching you take communion and that it made me uncomfortable. I don't like it when, when church gets theatrical, when it becomes any kind of spectacle, uh, because it just, it doesn't feel genuine. And, you know, I'm sure that in any church, however, they take communion, there are people taking it who are not grasping the significance of what the event is. But for a very personal thing, I like to be in my own space in communion. And also in church, I also, I, I tend to get uncomfortable really in any church that's not my home church, having, you know, grown up in one my entire life with my father, with with my father as the pastor, there's kind of a a very significant comfort level there, I guess. Maybe it's a, I'm a little spoiled in that way. But, um, yeah, it can be very weird when you go to a different church and you're experiencing a group doing something differently, even if it's, you know, the same denomination or, you know, people that you know outside of church who you know go to church, you go with them. And it's just different. Anytime that it's something different it can be a little strange. And anytime, especially when it's around um, a spiritual or religious belief that something's done a little different, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means you're not used to it. But uh, because I had that same sort of experience, I just wanted to share my story as well and let you know, you know, you're not the only one who gets weirded out when you have to kneel and to take communion. And now I'm just rambling on about the same thing over and over. So I'm going to stop and say thanks for uh, doing this podcast, everywhere, for all the hard work you do. I mean, you're putting out... Um, a midweek booster or the promos, the podcasts every week. And that's so much work. And thank you guys so much for your encouragement and your friendship and your prayers and everything you do. And uh, I will see you on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Sue. Yeah, that was really sweet. And, and I can understand because I grew up in a kind of evangelical background, similar to um, what Sue had. And yeah, it's just different ways of doing that. And I think if you grew up in a, more high church environment, Episcopalian, Catholic, you're just used to that. Yeah. And um, and I'm sure they would probably be uncomfortable coming to oh, an yeah. evangelical yeah, I've, church I've and, and wondering why are, they pass, yeah. why are they passing around a tray of grape juice? Yeah. What's what's the deal with this? This is weird, you know. Yeah. So it's just kind of what you're what you're used to. It's true. It is yeah. very true. But we sure appreciate all of your encouragement and support. Sue, you're really a, a lot of fun. Did you know that Sue is one of the writers for um, Anomaly Podcast um, blog that they do? Oh, cool. Yeah, she's a, a she writes some really fun articles and some really nice, geeky, cool things. Sue, it's, it's wonderful to have another person out there that loves TNG as much as I do. Is that possible? I think it is. Hmm. She really likes it. She likes a lot of really cool. She likes stuff that you like, too, science fiction-wise. 
Yeah, I do like some science fiction. Yes, you I do. do. So thank you, yeah. Sue, for your comments, and we really appreciate them. And thank you for you, – you are always awesome. When she's catching up with the podcast, she you know leaves five or six and then listens in a row, mm-hmm. and then she'll start Twittering about them. So I have to remember. Doing a weekly podcast is sometimes really difficult because we forget what we've said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for you guys, you know, you're listening and it's fresh in your mind. But we did it a couple, three, four, five weeks ago. Or and some s- of them are a year ago. A year ago. <laughs> and so somebody will make a comment. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then they'll remind me, oh, that's right. Yeah. So we have this this great idea in our heads. If we just t- stick to what we know that we, we do and real life stories, then we won't, um, then Always tell the truth, and then you don't have to remember what you said. That's true, and so <laughs> that's, that's what right. we do. We just kind of share our lives, and you know, you get what you get, and yeah, <laughs> and for sometimes, better or for worse. Yeah, sometimes you just have to remind us on what the heck we said. So, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, uh, we are doing this podcast. Uh, we were experimenting for a year, and we are now past the experimental. Uh, phase of things and we are now full-fledged committed to doing the podcast every single week Mm -hmm. and uh, my wife works full-time plus I also do some side jobs to supplement our income but we really now are relying on donations that come in uh, through the podcast we are not a non-profit ministry we're nothing like that we are a real business I do web pages and graphics and music and narration for podcasts and for audiobooks and stuff like that that's what I do for a living. But really what we'd like to do is podcast full time. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, we need your help. And we, you know, we have a few people that give every month and we so much appreciate that. And then from time to time, we'll have others that, that will give a, a donation here or there. And we just want to say thank you to all those people that help support the podcast. But, you know, our numbers now, as far as podcasts are concerned, is we're getting thousands of downloads during the month now of all sorts of different programs. And if everybody that listens to the program gave 20 or 30 bucks a month, if it's that, if it's important to you and you like what we're doing and you think it's cool that we're reaching all around the world with a message of hope and stuff, if everybody would just give a little bit, we'd have more than enough to pay the bills. We're not looking to get mm-hmm. rich. We're not trying to make an empire here. We're All we're simply trying to do is continue to uh, pay our bills so that we can put this podcast out and and really help people out and talk about subjects like we are going to today. So mm-hmm. if you feel led to, we would really appreciate it. If you go to our website, takehimwithyou.com, click on the donate button, and you'll go right to our PayPal link, and you can fill something out there and send us a, a little donation to keep things going to, for our web services and um, you know all the hosting stuff and all that jazz. It's, it would be very, very appreciated. And you don't even realize, you know, some people give us 5 or $10, and they say, gosh, this isn't really a whole lot. It really is. If, if a whole bunch of people did that, we'd have lots to work with. So mm-hmm. don't consider anything too small. And some people have given us a, large donations from time to time just when we need it. <laughs> yeah. So we really appreciate that. So if, if you have it on your heart to help us out, we'd really appreciate that. Enough said. All righty. Okay. Well, let's see. Why don't we go into words of wisdom now? We're going to continue about the story of Joseph. And this is, we're up to the point where um, Joseph was uh, called out of the prison to come and interpret the Pharaoh's dream. The Pharaoh told him the dream, and now Joseph mm-hmm. is going to interpret that dream for him. I think, did he tell him both dreams or just Yeah, he told one? him both dreams, and okay. now he's going to interpret him. And that's where we're at on words of wisdom. And here we go. Okay, this is Genesis chapter 41, starting in verse 25. From the Message Bible. From the Message Bible, that's right. 
Joseph said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's two dreams both mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh what he is going to do. The seven healthy cows are seven years, and the seven healthy ears of grain are seven years. They're the same dream. The seven sick and ugly cows that followed them up are seven years, and the seven scrawny ears of grain dried out by the east wind are the same, seven years of famine. The meaning is what I said earlier. God is letting Pharaoh in on what he is going to do. Seven years of plenty are on their way throughout Egypt. But on their hills will come seven years of famine, leaving no trace of the Egyptian plenty. As the country is emptied by famine, there won't even be a scrap left of the previous plenty. The famine will be total. The fact that Pharaoh dreamed the same dream twice emphasizes God's determination to do this and to do it soon. So Pharaoh needs to look for a wise and experienced man to put him in charge of the country. Then Pharaoh needs to appoint managers throughout the country of Egypt to organize it during the years of plenty. Their job will be to collect all the food produced in the good years ahead and stockpile the grain under Pharaoh's authority, storing it in the towns for food. This grain will be held back to be used later during the seven years of famine that are coming on Egypt. This way, the country won't be devastated by the famine. This seemed like a good idea to Pharaoh and his officials. The Pharaoh said to his officials, Isn't this the man we need? Are we going to find anyone else who has God's spirit on him like this? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, You're the man for us. God has given you the inside story. No one is as qualified as you in experience and wisdom. From now on, you're in charge of my affairs. All my people will report to you. Only as king will I be over you. So Pharaoh commissioned Joseph, I'm putting you in charge of the entire country of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his finger and slipped it on Joseph's hand. He outfitted him in robes of the best linen and put on a gold chain around his neck. He put the second-in-command chariot in his disposal, and as he rode, people shouted, Bravo! Wow, that's kind of cool. He got Joseph got bling. He got bling. Bling. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, we're going to continue after that. You're going to see what happens as, Fer- or as as Joseph takes over. Here the guy was in prison, mm-hmm. and he comes out, and now he is going to be uh, Pharaoh's well, he right-hand went, man. Yeah, he was a slave, yeah. and then he was a prisoner. And, and now, now he's the second in charge. Yeah. So there you go. That's your words of wisdom. On Take Him With You. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. And it's time for Food for Thought right here on Take Him With You. This week, the five love languages. Today we're talking about quality time right here on Take Him With You. If I could save time in a bottle The first thing that I'd like to do 
save every day till eternity passes away just to spend them with you if I could make days last forever if words could make wishes come true I'd save every day like a treasure and then again I'm like finding these classic songs that have to do with what we're talking about. This one in particular. Yeah, this is taking me back a, you know, a few decades. Yeah. It's a good song, though. We've been alive for decades, haven't we? Yes, we've been married for decades now. Oh, gosh. That's, that's <laughs> so interesting. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> you're glad? You're glad? It sounds like you're talking yourself into that. <laughs> no, no comment. Uh, we have been discussing over the last couple of episodes uh, a book that we have read called The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. Hmm. And we want to say congratulations um, to uh, Becca Simon Yeah. for winning the contest. Last week we had a contest that um, if you were the first to email us, with I want the five love languages in the in the in the subject line, then we sent you, we gifted you the audio book of the five love languages off of iTunes, and Becca won. You know, she and her husband have to be one of the cutest couples. They that, are pretty fun. That I know, they are just so. Out of all the listeners adorable. that we have, though, what are the odds that the, a couple that I actually did their marriage ceremony for them would win the book? We actually have a picture of Becca's husband and you, just in your. Well, my tuxedo, my suit. You were in a suit. He was in a tux. On but our, anyway, I just think that's, what are the odds that she would win about, I mean, we have listeners from all over the world, and what are the odds that she, she would be the she first one? She was the fastest typist, though. I, yeah, I guess so. So anyway, yeah. but we've been discussing the five love languages. It's by Gary Chapman, and really we're talking about our own lives, but the, the what it is, it's, it's a book that describes... Um, the different types of way that people receive or feel love. Mm-hmm. And because we live in a culture and we have a language where love is really, it means a lot of different things, um, this is really quite the neat um, um, tool to use to be able to figure out how to best communicate with our spouse or our friends or our boss or our coworkers. It's just a fantastic tool. When you find out how somebody receives love and then you start to speak their love language, it changes the relationship that you're in. Now, last week, we talked about the very first love language. There's five of them. Words of affirmation is the first one. Mm -hmm. Quality time is the second. Receiving gifts is the third. Acts of service, the fourth. And physical touch, the fifth. Mm -hmm. And we spoke at length last week on words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my love languages, but it isn't the number one love language that I have. Yeah, we both took that test this last week. And speaking of tasting, yeah, tasting the test. (laughs) You can't taste a test. (laughs) Well, you can, but not in this situation. If it's a taste test. Yeah. Well, anyway, (laughs) um, we really encourage everybody listening to go over to www.5lovelanguages.com. And then take the assessment. There's a place that says you can take the assessment. It only takes like five minutes. (coughs) Well, it should take a little longer than that. It took a little longer than that for you. Oh, did it? Yeah, it took longer than that. It's 30 questions, but the 30 questions are you answer them as best as you can, and at the end, it gives you a total, and you will, it'll tell you what your love language is, and then the varying degrees of which one is most 
prominent in your life. And I was really surprised. I thought yours was completely quality time, and it turned out not to be. Well, I think that's the one I was raised with because we weren't really a praising family, Mm -hmm. Um, just not verbally like that. Um, my parents weren't into like giving a lot of gifts. They they were generous people, but we had a big family, so the you know there's just a limited income there for gifts. Um, acts of service was big in my family, and quality time because we had a dairy farm, and um, we were always working. And so our our time together really as a family was working together on the farm. So I, w- I was raised with quality time. So that was probably my family's love language. Mm-hmm. And, that, and you guys milked that for all it was worth. Uh, you yeah, had the family that was the cream of the crop. Ha, 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 ha. That's Sorry. a courtesy laugh. Bovine humor. Yeah, don't lean on it too much. Lean? Lean beef. Oh, gosh, that was a stretch. That, you tried. <laughs> you tried. That's a cow with only two legs on one side. Lean beef. Oh, my. Okay, I'm sorry. Cow with no legs is what? Ground beef. Mm-hmm. Very moving, honey. Yes. Moving. By the way, if you hear these weird sounds um, while we're recording, it's my cat who is on my neck right now. And he, every once in a while, will flick his tail and hit my microphone. So <laughs> yeah. if you hear this pop, that's him. Yeah, he's very Stripey. cute, though. He likes the back of your chair. He does like the back of my chair. Ow! But he knocks me in the head when I pet him because <laughs> he gets ticked off. Okay. So anyway, here are the five love languages. We spoke at length last week on words of affirmation. Today we're going to talk about uh, quality time. Mm-hmm. And let's just read real quick what that means. Um uh, on the on the website, Five Love Languages, it says quality time. In the vernacular of quality time, nothing says I love you like full, undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all the chores and tasks on standby makes you your significant other feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful Hmm. isn't that interesting yeah so now i don't know if you you know if you're listening if your love language is quality time or not but you probably certainly know somebody whose love language is Mm -hmm. and so let's talk about that because i know amy you are you came in second with that Uh i tied i had two things that tied for second quality time and acts of service right and then the number one that you had was physical touch I guess I'm a huggy girl. I guess so. Well, we'll talk about that in our last of the series. So they have to wait wait around. Yeah, to say I like to hug. I guess so. I guess so. Hold hands when we walk. So let's go. (laughs) Thank you, dear. (laughs) Let's go over to uh, Facebook and Twitter, and let's let's look at some of the comments that we got on what people thought of what spending quality time with someone was. And I got some really really cool things on Twitter that I'd like to read. Do you um, want to go first? or it, does, it doesn't matter to me. But, um, yeah, I can, I guess. Okay. Um, first off, Geeky Fanboy, my friend Kenny from California, said, Quality time to me is one-on-one. You can be doing anything together as long as it's uh, with just that one person. So that's a good definition of, of quality time. Um, Sue, who we heard from today um, 
on her comment said, I think quality time is when you want to be together. You don't even have to be doing the same thing, just wanting to be nearby. That's a cool definition as well. Um, Silas Carter says, uh, definitely just cuddling with my husband. We don't even have to be talking. I think that's the best. Uh, with other people close to me, it would definitely be talking about stuff that we love, like God, Star Trek, or obscure movies. <laughs> that sounds like a friend of yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and I think that was really good, too. Uh, Meds from England says, quality time for us is relaxing with each other and giving each other a hug. Smiley Aww. face. You put a little smiley face. Meds, you romantic, you. Our last one on Twitter is from Stefan. Uh, from Australia, and he says, with five kids, anything from a car trip to doing the dishes can be quality time. It's not what you are doing, but what you do with it. Hmm. I, I know some of our best dates are just running into Walmart for an errand, just spending the time in the car back and forth and yeah. hanging out together. I know that sounds really lame, but it's Doesn't just... sound lame. It's just, you know, being together. Sure. Okay. Quality time. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. What do you consider quality time spent with someone to be? Now we're on Facebook. Okay. So now I'll go um, yeah. read some of these. Michelle uh -huh. says, one-on-one -on -one time. Nothing special could be just talking or going for a walk. I think she meant, she didn't mean nothing special. I think she talking. means it doesn't have to be something big oh, got and it, exotic. Got it, got it, got it. it could just be something every day. Right. Good. That's true. Uh, Danny says, I consider quality time to be time where you have good conversation. That's yeah. definitely quality time. Linda says, any time spent with my husband. Linda, you, are, you too, romantic lady. Yeah, she and her husband are really cute too. You yeah. can tell they really love each other. It's very nice. We bought fireworks from them last year. What? We did. They had a fireworks booth. Oh, jeez. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they were working together in the fireworks booth, got and it, I just thought it, that it. was so adorable. Yes. Yeah. Angie says, a ride uh, with them in the woods, a sit-down dinner. My cat is hitting me in the face with his tail. <laughs> Our family sits down to watch um, American Idol together, game night. Um, Ash and I have movie night on Thursday, just the two of us. So that's really cool, too. Okay, Andrew says, quality time is time that you're not thinking I could be doing something else or afterwards thinking I could have done that. Most noticeable with family and loved ones. Always feel guilty when it comes, when it crosses my mind that I could be doing something over than spending time with these people I love. Other than spending time with yeah. people I love. Yeah. So yeah, true, true. Um, I think that that is very true. It's, it's about concentration. Natalie says, TV off, no distraction, and good company, so the conversation just flows. That's what she considers to be quality time. Angela says, the amount of time in the place don't matter as much as what is gained from the time. I mean, you can have um, a two-hour private sit-down dinner and walk away feeling like it was just two people eating, or you can have a five-minute walk to the post office and end up feeling like you have been heard. You have um, learned something new and or you were, I got to click see more, connected. I uh, much prefer the five minutes, but the quality of time um, 
that is spent with someone regardless of the length of time or the setting is going to depend a lot on what you put in it, your attention, your heart, etc. And what you choose to take away from it. Very, very true. Um, another Angie says, conversation over a great meal, taking a walk, working together on a project, going fishing, going on a drive, shopping, even cuddling together after a long day and watching a movie can be great quality time. Doesn't always have to be talking involved, though talking is a great way to really invest oneself in another. Trish, Trish says, um, no having to look at the clock. Not no. having to look at the clock. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what she meant. Yeah, you know, Facebook, I do typos all the time. Yeah. So not having to look at the clock, no phones. That's just fantasy land there. <laughs> yes, they have a very busy life, so I understand. Okay. Um, Kathy says, my favorite quality time with my family is anywhere we go together in our fifth wheeler. Doesn't happen enough. Yeah, that would be nice to have a little camper or something someday. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Do you... I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you like to sleep in a camper. I've just got a big screen TV. I don't mind. <laughs> in a comfortable bed. Tess just our dog just walked up and she nudged me in the hand to pet her. A lot of our vacations have been camping, and you don't usually like Hi, sleeping in the tent on the ground. You're a nice dog, Tess. Yeah. No, I don't like sleeping on the ground. Okay. Okay. Richard says um, quality time is eating dinner together and talking without distractions or having a dinner and date night together Mm, very good and ginger says spending time together doing anything like games reading etc without dot 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 tv Uh, thank you to everyone that uh, commented on twitter and on facebook a lot of good comments very very good comments and uh, i think every one of the comments was totally valid and Mm -hmm. uh, definitely a way that people look at quality time yeah the key to recognizing the quality time is to know the person that you that that has that love language and what they like. Mm-hmm. I noticed that in the book <coughs> that um, one lady really liked going to um, concerts, like symphony concerts, and her husband was a country guy. Mm-hmm. And um, when he realized that that was really important to her he started going and he actually learned to like them sure you know so um sometimes you know i've gone to a lot of star trek things with you and and i've learned to tolerate star trek and enjoy it sometimes yes you have and um yeah you just you just have to learn to like or you know within reason (laughs) things that your spouse likes i think the key to quality time is is really the and the author brings this out and suggests this that um, it's really, it's about focusing your attention on that person. Mm-hmm. And I know for some people that's much easier than for others. Some people have short attention spans. Somebody asked me if I was what ADD. ADD the yeah. other day. And, and I think, I don't know if I am or not, but I, I do know that it is hard sometimes because my mind is going a thousand miles a minute. I'm a, a big multitasker. Yeah. But what that, and that's fine for me, but it can come off as I don't care about another person. Yeah. And I, I remember early on in when I was doing youth ministry and working with people, I, I the, the job I had before that was with computers. And so I just could answer back and forth with email and things. But when you are working with people every day mm-hmm. and what your business is as people, then I had to learn a few very hard lessons. And yeah. I mean, this goes right along with 
with being married, you have to learn real quick that there are times when you need to just focus your attention and not do anything else at the same time. Yeah, I, I remember when the, the, our youth leaders complaining that she'd start talking to you and you'd just turn around and start typing on your computer. And she's right. like, that's so rude. <laughs> yeah, she was thinking it was rude. I was thinking, I, I was listening to everything she was saying, but at the same time, I had to get some stuff done. So I could do both at the same time and not feel anything at all. But what I didn't realize is that her love language was quality time. She wanted to know mm-hmm. I was hearing what she was saying and I needed to verbalize back to her and concentrate on the conversation. And I wasn't doing that. And one day she finally pointed it out to me. And then I started, I, when she said that, I thought, oh my gosh, do I do that to people? Mm-hmm. And I asked you <laughs> and you said, well, honey, yeah, you yeah. do. You know, but I'm guilty of that too. Now that I'm working full time at home on my computer um, you know, I'm guilty of sitting typing and, you know, I think, well, I'm involved. I'm listening to my kids. I'm asking them questions, but I'm not giving, um, you know, you or, or the kids, my hundred percent undivided attention. Cause I'm trying to get work done. Um, you know, or I could be, well, and that's not or, necessarily a bad thing. It's just when it, when it, if we will make time every day to have some mm-hmm. quality, you know, some quality time. And quality times means uninterrupted, undivided attention. I think our some of our best quality time is when we leave the house because both of us work from home. I don't. I don't agree. I think that that's some good times. Well, yes, but for me personally, you can listen here. Uh, for me, <laughs> if we go on a walk, <laughs> or, just tell me to listen to you. Is that yeah. what you just said? Okay. If we go on a walk or if we go on an errand somewhere and we're away from the distractions, we're away from the phone, we're away from the computers, we're away from email, you know, even though if you hit a um, place that has Wi-Fi, you can check on your iPhone. But anyway, but to get away from all that once in a while, that's really quality time for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just the other morning, just lying there when, when we wake up and just talking for a while without any distractions, that's quality time. Mm-hmm. And and I think um, since you have more of that love language than I do, um, I mean, how important is it for you for me to stop everything and listen? I I don't know that it's number one, but obviously it was number two. I yeah. think it's, it's very important um, to feel like to me, to feel like a human being and to feel valued for what I have to say mm-hmm. and um, for you to listen to me once in a while, that's really important to me. And there are a lot of people out there like you that mm-hmm. really want that undivided attention. Well, when we took our test, it was interesting because you scored lowest in the things that I scored highest. Yep. And I scored lowest and the things you scored highest. And yeah, and next week you're going to talk about that because uh, next week we're talking about my number one love language. Yeah, and, and it's and it's challenging for both of us. It is. Because like you were saying, you're a little bit ADD. You have a lot going on in your head. It's hard for you to just stop and concentrate on, on one person for, you know, an hour. 
So an it, hour or wow. even five minutes. But wow. No, you, no. You, can, you can do it. But I'm saying you have to work on that. Five minutes. I have more of an attention span than five minutes. Uh, anyway. All right. Let's go. No, I'm just but, joking. <laughs> but you have to work on that. And then what you scored highest is really hard for me. Right. It's a real challenge well, for okay. me. But. So for quality time, I thought that was your number one. Um, love language and i did until yesterday when you took the test Mm -hmm. and so when i read the chapter of of quality time in the book the five love languages i felt like a complete failure Mm -hmm. because i think you have been much better at speaking my love language than i have been at speaking yours but it's not easy for me either well i didn't know that oh well well and we'll like yeah, I say, we got. We need to talk about that next not week. Hard. Sometimes I can figure it out, and I'm I'm very happy when I find something that that I think you will get excited about. Um, you know, a little gift or something that I can afford. You know, but it's really hard sometimes. And we need to talk about that next week because it's not this week. Quality time right now, so I should yes. really be repenting for not. Uh, for not doing very well at at uh, spending quality time with you, even though we have over the years. I think now that I work from home, it's it's uh, now we just try not to kill each other. I I think that when we <laughs> you didn't even react. I think that when we started going on walks together, um, uh, from my point of view, our marriage started to improve. Our health, physical health, and mental health, and our emotional health, our our relational health. Um, I think improved because. We were really able to talk about our feelings and our dreams and our hopes when we got away from everything and just, you know, went on walks together. Yeah. And we still do that, you know, once or twice a week. We usually try to get out and walk together. And Yeah. Well, you know, and it's not really a matter of not talking sometimes. I mean, I think it's a matter of emotionally connecting with the person that you're trying to yeah. communicate with. When you emotionally connect with someone, it, it ch- changes the way you communicate. Now they they don't really need. I mean, a lot of times when you are tr- when you want my undivided attention, you don't necessarily want me to fix the situation. You just want to be heard. And yeah. I think for a guy like me, I think, well, I got to fix the situation, and so I'll try to give advice and what you but know. That's really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, because Thanks. I. Think- but I think for most women, we we just want to be heard. We want to talk about our feelings. We want to, you know, if we say... Hey, and they talk I, about that in the book. They, they, yeah. Yeah. They, there's a situation where the husband was trying to give advice to his wife, and, and he would give it. And finally, he said, you know what? Don't bring up this subject anymore because you don't take my advice. And she was very crushed by that. And mm-hmm. when he realized that her love language was quality time she didn't want him to fix her problem she just wanted to be listened to yeah and sympathized with mm-hmm. and for a guy sometimes that is really hard to do because we're thinking well just get her done you know just fix it <laughs> but that wrong, isn't that isn't it. necessarily how it works and sometimes yeah. we need to be patient or my personality needs to be patient with your personality and let you talk it out because that's part of the the um the way that you keep sane Mm-hmm. And how you feel loved if somebody will listen to you and value your opinion. I know. My best friend the other day, I, I had an uncomfortable situation and I was talking it through with her on the phone. And I kind of came to a, a realization. Well, I'm thankful that God allowed me to go through that because now I can determine that's not how I want to be. <laughs> like just the situation someone was unpleasant to me. And, right. and I thought, well you know what, now I know what I don't want to become. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be vengeful or bitter. I want to be kind and, 
and go on with life. And, and, and let, me, let me ask you, did you feel like she loved you because she recognized and she understood what you were trying to say? Yeah, and I think... I think the two best friends that I have that I talk to like on the phone on a weekly basis, um, they're both really good listeners and um, they let me talk through things. Mm-hmm. And so, so yes, they're, it may not be my number one, but it's definitely my number two um, love language. And I value a friend that will take the time and listen to yeah. me. Now, we have a lot of people that are listening to our podcast that may, might not be married uh, maybe in a, a, a single person, and um, they may be saying, "Well, this doesn't really account for you know this doesn't really say anything to me." But that is not true. There, mm-hmm. you could have the love language, uh, and if of of quality time, mm-hmm. uh, but not be married. I mean, you certainly can. And um, and the one thing that we all have to be careful of in this situation is in the work situation, things can go pretty haywire because. A lot of affairs start because of people that have this love language, mm-hmm. the need to be recognized, the need to um, have yeah. undivided yeah. attention. Sometimes they get that from their boss or their coworker who's already married. Mm-hmm. And if their and spouse can, isn't taking time to listen to them, exactly. you know, and this causes a lot of yeah. problems because what happens is this is more of on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And there, but there isn't anything wrong with connecting with people on an emotional level. You just have to be careful and guard your heart mm-hmm. so that it never crosses. One of the best recommendations we ever got was don't ever complain about your spouse to anyone except a counselor or maybe a pastor. Or if, God. Or God, <laughs> right. But, I mean, yeah. seriously, you, you really don't want to shed you know, yucky light to a coworker on, mm-hmm. I mean, it just opens the doors for things to be kind of mad, kind of bad, but yeah. the, I mean, you should be able to talk about things, but at the same time, yeah, you need to be careful because yeah. you don't want to let the love language of quality time interfere with uh, somebody's relationship or your relationship. Maybe you, you're in a, in a marriage where you're not getting that, that, um, that recognition. You got to be very careful. Mm-hmm. And, and of course we, uh, Amy and I, obviously we, we, uh, we talk about God all the time and pouring our heart out to Him. He is really the only one that gives us undivided attention. Yeah. And and God's the only one that can meet all of our needs. You know, it's nice when our spouse um, does pay attention to us and does try to, to meet some of our emotional needs. Um, but a spouse can only do so much. A, yeah. fr- a friend can only do so much. But I, you know, it's wonderful if you have a spouse or a or a couple friends that you really can connect to, um, you know. And it may be different. You do different things with different friends. Um, I had another friend that we just every year we enjoyed making sets together and making what sets like props, um, plays, sets. Like the sets for sets a movie for or a, a play. play. Okay, all right. yeah. Like what? And, and we, oh my gosh. Confession time right here. Sets. What do S- I do now? S E T. Okay. But anyway, mm. both of us um Spicy. Both of us probably scored high in acts of service and we like doing things together. Sure. So I mean some of my friends we enjoy talking about our feelings and sure. and talking through things together. That they're probably more quality time. And other right. friends we do things together because their love language is doing right. acts of service. And you know, and and if you're married to someone 
whose love language is something else. You have to kind of adapt to that to show them that. Well, I mean, if you're wise, you're going to find out what your spouse or what your coworker or what your boss or you're going to find out what their love language is. And you can you can probably go online and take the test and and for that for that person and come up with something pretty accurate if you know them well enough. And then then if you're wise, you will speak their love language because it shows it it lets them feel that they're loved and accepted and then you work easier with someone like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think it hurts to practice all five, you know, to get Sure, well there's a part of, yeah, all of it. I think cuz everybody um, if you only do one and it's not their love language, well, that might be a problem. But, yeah. you know, I don't think anyone ever, you know, is mad at you for complimenting them on a job well done. Or, right. But it might mean you know, more to someone than somebody else. It might mean more to one person right. than another. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, just, I remember our, our 20th wedding anniversary when we flew to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it totally spoke about our love languages. Because yeah. the deal was... We were going to go to Las Vegas, and I was going so that I could see Star Trek The Experience at the Hilton. Yes, you were. And and you were going because you had always wanted to see the Grand Canyon. I just like n- natural, quiet things, beautiful right. Right. things, yeah. And I'll never forget, um, we were going through kind of a stressful time, not in our marriage, but in work situations and stuff, and... We got on the plane. I mean, we I rented a limo, took you to the airport. I mean, it was really fun. That was a neat surprise. Yeah. And then we um, we flew to Las Vegas. We got uh, to the Stratosphere was our hotel, and we upgraded to a because nice suite with a, a jacuzzi spacey. tub. And yeah, it was cool, spacey looking. Yeah. And anyway, we got to the Stratosphere, and the next day, we got up and we went to the Hilton, and we spent the entire day at the Star Trek exhibit, mm-hmm. ate lunch at Cork's. Yes. The bar and grill there, and uh, and went on the rides together, and we spent the whole day. You even got sick to your stomach because of the Klingon ride. Yeah, I you know, and they warned me too. They said you shouldn't get on this ride if you get motion sick. Well, yeah, yeah, I didn't listen well enough, but yeah. Um, other than that, it was fun for me. I I ended up taking some Dramamine, and then I was kind of woozy the rest of the day. <laughs> well, I was in my element. I mean, you remember, I they had props there. They it, it's not there anymore, but one. I mean, and that was one of the reasons we went too, is because I wanted to see it one last time. I'd been there uh, at one time before, and well, anyway, we go through the exhibit, so I'm just in heaven. I'm just having a blast. I'm talking to the characters that are walking around, and we're reading all the stuff and we're shopping in the gift things and and we're eating at quarks and we're laughing and riding these rides and and i i could have ridden them a million times and amy she uh i she, went once or twice on no you time. went on all of them a, a few times was it I you, was you just finally got sick so i said i i set you up at the beauty salon for a haircut yeah. and i went back and rode the ride a few more times yeah but anyway yeah. We get back to the hotel that night and it was a long day. We were tired and we, you know, it was just a long day. And I remember falling asleep that night and I know this sounds really weird, <laughs> but I actually started to cry. I didn't want you to know I was, but it it moved I, I think I knew. Yeah. Well, it moved me so emotionally. <laughs> you bawling, no. You had a little tear in your eye. Yeah, well, you don't know. But anyway, I it, I was just moved very emotionally that my wife, who I knew didn't enjoy it, she enjoyed it a little bit. I had spent that all that time with me, and I was so fulfilled, and I had such a great time 
um, that I, I just was blown away that you would actually love me enough to do that. And then. And then the next day. We got up at five in the morning. <laughs> and you you spent 12 hours in a bus on our 20th anniversary. On our 20th anniversary. So that we could see the Grand Canyon so, for a couple hours. So here we go. <laughs> I received the gift of going to, to Star Trek and all the fun things and the time that you spent with me. But um, I had no idea that I was going to spend so much quality time with you the next day. (laughs) The bus ride was rather long. It was. And we drove in very noisy. And we went to the Grand Canyon and I stayed back because I'm squeamish. And I went clear to the edge and loved every second of it. Oh, gosh. I was just about to puke. I stayed back with the Japanese tourist bus. They were a yeah. bunch of Japanese folks there. Several buses. And and yeah. I just stayed back and I didn't understand a word they were saying, but I was having a great time clinging to the bench. Yes, you were on the bench. I was on the Turning edge blue. looking over trying to Green. absorb everything as as my background in art, you know. Yeah, you were loving the like, She was loving trying it. Trying to picture every color. We get back every, oh, We get back wonderful. on the bus and I'm still squeamish from looking, yeah. And it was like 90 degrees that day. It was so hot. It was very hot. It was hot. And we get back on the bus and we drive for, it seemed hours and hours. And the tour guide was just, he never stopped talking. He just talked and talked and talked. And I was getting annoyed. But anyway. I um, actually didn't mind it because he was saying the history of the area. I know, I know. You were just digging it. But I was so so uncomfortable. And we stopped for dinner at a gas station. So on our 20th wedding anniversary, we ate a Subway sandwich. We shared a sub, yeah. In the parking lot. Standing in the parking lot. And I was kind of bummed about that. But you had a great time. Now, let me ask you a question. Did that really bless you? Yeah. You know, if I did it again, I probably would have made that a two-day trip and gone down one day and then spent a whole day, maybe a three-day trip, spent a whole day at the Grand Canyon. Right. Because it was a long drive. But... um. You know, the drive wasn't the best, but it was okay. I brought an audio book and listened to it. Well, we could have brought a flashlight and put beans in it, like in the Brady Bunch. Um, No. Remember that episode? They had a, was it a two or three-parter that they went to the Grand Canyon? You know what I would have really liked to to make that trip? Mr. Howell locked him in the jail cell. It it was a good trip, but I've heard it's amazing to see the the sunrise and the sunset at the Grand Canyon, to spend the whole day there and see the different shadows. Well, Bobby and Cindy got lost when it got dark out, and (laughs) they looked all over for them, and they finally found them. They had to, one of the little Indian kids had to. I'm not saying I want to camp in the Grand Canyon like the Brady Punch, (laughs) but... um, Ride mules down to the... No, but but anyway, I enjoyed seeing the Grand Canyon. I'm glad we went. But yes, it, it shows the difference between in, our love our, languages. Well, and, and just our likes, because the Star Trek thing was all about flashing lights and noises. I went back and, even and and had a great time another night. And you went and visited family, and I I went yeah. back to the Grand Canyon. So. Yeah, you like the no, noise not the Grand Canyon, but <laughs> Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, but yeah. you like the noise and the flash and and just the spectacular and Klingons. I love Klingons. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, well, gawk is always best when served live, all that. I'm glad but, you know um, that. Kapla. I know way too much about Star Trek, but I really enjoyed the quiet, natural beauty. Right. That and the stuff. squirrel that we took pictures of. Oh, I love the squirrel. Chipmunk yes. or something like I that. I like birds. Anyway. Stuff. Yeah. Quiet things. So we do. You know, God has a sense of humor. I've noticed that he often puts opposites together and then... 
then it works on our character and our ability to adapt as it we sure learn does. to live together. Well, and I think the other thing too, as we as we wrap up here, I think we re- need to remember that we all have busy lives mm-hmm. and quality time, folks. They, it's not the quantity of time as much as it is the quality of time that you spend with people, especially people that that's their love language. And and I think we do make time for what's important to us. And if we have somebody in our life that their that their love language is quality time, then we need to take the time to spend with them mm-hmm. and and do some quality things. Don't mistake quantity for quality. But but if you only have a limited amount of time to spend with your spouse, your significant other, or your acquaintance, then then we really need to make the most out of it when we are together. Here's some distractions that the book talks about and that I have noticed that I have in my own life. And I'm not saying that I'm great at this. I'm just saying what it says, <laughs> obviously. Uh, television is the number one distraction usually in a relationship. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, cell phones. Uh-huh. What? You've gotten better. You used to be on the cell phone all the time. But I think part of that was occupational hazard because of being a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Telephones in general. Yes. Well, now, though, I notice that a lot of people are distracted. They'll be out for dinner, and they're sitting there checking their Twitter the whole time on their cell phone, and they don't even talk. They just eat dinner, and they look at both – both are looking at their cell phones the whole time. That is not quality time. No. You no. put your cell phones away. Turn them off. Something <laughs> that you and I have dealt with, and because I'm such a computer nerd, but now you are more, too, because uh, you do it for your work, is the computer yeah, I I have to admit I'm guilty of that sometimes because um, I've gotten into checking Facebook a couple times a day too. True. Yeah, but they can it can be a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I knew I was having some problems with it when you started um, instant messaging me, yeah. and we were in the same room. That's <laughs> yeah, not, not probably good. Yeah, I just one night the entire family was on Facebook talking, and we were in the same room. Yeah. That's that's a little overboard. Yeah. Distractions right our there. Our family are computer geeks. Yeah. Even our son who's not a computer geek. He, he just plays Mafia Wars on Facebook. Mafia yeah. Wars, which I'm not sure that's very nice. But <laughs> oh, yeah. How about some people have hobbies that can be a distraction. They get home and instantly they'll go and do their hobby. Mm-hmm. And then that sucks the quality time they might have with somebody else. Not, not that televisions are bad. Not that cell phones are bad or texting. Not that computers are bad. Not that hobbies are bad. Phones. Um, it's just all in moderation. It's just when you're trying to have quality time with somebody, those things can get in the way. Yeah. Um, the last few things I was thinking of reading people sometimes will read instead of communicate, uh, books, newspapers, magazines, they won't put them down. I mean, I'm not saying that those are bad things to do. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying to have quality time though, it'd be good to set that book down, that newspaper down, that magazine down and actually listen to the person you're talking to and communicate you, back and forth. You've gotten upset at me about that before cuz yeah. I You don't get mad read at me about the computer, often. I get mad at you about the that. Yeah. Cuz I am more of a bookie geek and yeah. he's more of a computer geek. Yeah. I like to read. Yeah. But if if someone in your life has the love language of quality time, try and take some time out of your day to engage in undistracted quality conversation and see what happens. You really may be surprised. Mhm. Uh, they may just need uh, well, actually, I've seen people come right out. You've come right out of your shell, and you are—you feel so much more loved when we have a few times a day when we can really sit and just talk. Mm-hmm. It just means way. Up. To me, it's not that big of a deal, but to you, it's a huge deal. Yeah. And so there you go. 
I, I don't know if this helped anybody, but I know I know as far as spiritually is concerned, um, you know, God hears us when we pray. He knows what's going on. He's the best one to give us undivided attention. But I think we need to be more like Christ and give people that opportunity to share their hearts and share their feelings and uh, and really engage in quality conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about um, quality time? Not that I really can think of, except for that you brought up the point about Jesus. And, you know, I think the classic story of the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. And there, I was thinking that same there thing. There are many times in the Bible. You that, have to explain the In the woman New at the Testament well. where Jesus took the time to talk to people that society would have shunned. Mm-hmm. It was a, a lady who had been married like five times and the, the man she was with then wasn't her her husband. Mm-hmm. And society at the time would have really turned their nose down at her. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus took the time to talk to her and to let her know that she was a valued human being. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what quality time is about to value someone, yes. to let them know that they're important to you, that, that they're worth being listened to. Absolutely. And um, to, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the, the picture that popped into my head when you talked about Jesus and That's funny. Time. It was the same picture that popped into my head. Must have been a God thing. I guess so. Yeah. Okay, so we've been talking about The Five Love Languages, a book by Gary Chapman, The Secret to Love That Lasts. And we have been covering now Words of Affirmation, And then we covered um, quality time. Now, the next one we're going to cover is my love language. And so it's going to be an interesting program. Yeah. We're going to hear Confessions of Amy, even though I've, well, we'll get the physical touch at the end. Oh, yeah, sweet. Why did I have to score high on that one? I don't know. I don't mind. That's that's fine to me. I don't don't mind. (laughs) I'm not sure. I know. Anyway, uh, (laughs) you might want to get the book. It's really good. Uh, it's also available on iTunes. You can get it as a uh, audio book for like six or seven dollars. It's not very expensive, uh, but look it up. The five, the number five, love languages by Gary Chapman. Very, very good. There's lots of stuff out there, and and uh, get the right one because there's several books and different things. But this one is the five love languages. It's the big number one New York Times bestseller, and you can get that at uh, iTunes, Amazon, all sorts of places. You can grab the book. Uh, but also we recommend the website going and taking that test. Really mm-hmm. important to take the test. This conversa- These conversations make so much more sense when you know what your love language is or your spouses or your friends or your boss or whatever. Take the test, fivelovelanguages.com, and take the assessment. They have an assessment on there, and it's absolutely free to take it, and they even email you the results. So we really highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. Next week we talk about, uh, or the subject is called, For Me, Ah. Yeah. Receiving gifts. And that's what we'll be talking about next week on Taking With You. Thanks so much for joining us. Let me pray and then we'll end. Okay. Father, thank you for every person that listened today. And I, I pray, God, that you would give us grace and you would give us the ability and the wisdom to recognize folks that have the love language quality time. Lord, for those of us that, that don't have that love language, that we don't, it's not really high on our on, 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 in our preferences and stuff. I pray, Lord, that you would give us wisdom on how to show other people love that way. Um, God, I pray for marriages that are struggling. I pray for relationships that are struggling, that you would be the healer of those relationships and that you would give us wisdom on how to really speak the other person's love language. Give us help, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, 
Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC Productions. Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. Thank you, my dear. You do so well at that. Yeah, well, can't help it. All right, quality time. Let's eat lunch. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean. Just type in Waffle On Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. Hi, Russell. Are you like Mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity, irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective, on all things geek. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Buffy, Firefly, gaming, books, costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Trucks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico 
at treksinsci-fi.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.